Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 11, Mon Père. Hello, hello. First and foremost, happy Father's Day to all those amazing men out there. So when I was growing up, I spent some time in Paris, France, not Idaho. <laughs> and one of the first things I did was learn to pray in French. There was just something so special about addressing my father in heaven in a different language, because it was such a testament to me that while he speaks every language, every tongue, he can still speak the language of my own individual personal heart. When my French didn't quite add up, he still knew exactly what I was saying. He knew me, the young, small-town girl in the big foreign city. He knew exactly what I needed and therefore knew exactly how to teach me. Today, I want to address fathers. Can I just say thank you? Thank you for being the men and fathers that care, love, provide for, protect, and guide those who need you. Thank you for directing, shaping, and teaching those who call you dad. One thing I've always appreciated and admired about the fathers I'm acquainted with in my own life is just how much they sacrifice for their families. They just do what needs to be done. They sacrifice doing things they would much rather do to work and to provide for their families. They set aside their own desires a lot of the time, I've seen it, to serve those that they love. They are the men who have been granted the great blessing and title of the heroic and strong the legendary leaders of families and of lives. One of the things I loved about my own dad was that instead of leaving his family to spend time doing the things that he loved with others, he took his family with him so we could all share in the fun. To a young dad, it may look like getting up with the baby or taking turns with diapers. It's oftentimes those early mornings and commutes and three jobs and listening to your wife's rant after you've already had a long day at work. It may include school and mortgages sometimes at the same time. It may be muddled with callings and in-laws and pets and maybe even livestock. <laughs> it surely includes making dinner occasionally, even if it is cold cereal, and tuck-in times and stories about big mouth bullfrogs or silly songs sung to a guitar. Or it may look like sitting through every game, every season, fixing the wound-up fishing line instead of casting yourself. It's not always football and baseball. Sometimes it's tea parties and tiaras and Barbies and horsies, thousands of gallons of gasoline, fender benders, waiting up for teenagers, and always making time for a cuddle or frisbee pass, or maybe even both. Whether intentionally or by default, fathers are always teaching those watching with every single move they make. President Henry B. Eyring told the story of his father, who emulated this example of powerful teaching. He told the story in 2001, and he started off by telling that his father was a great scientist, and he served on the stake high council where they lived growing up. He was responsible for their stake's welfare farm, and it included a field of onions that needed to be weeded. And he goes on to say that at the time, his father was nearly 80 and suffered from very painful bone cancer. Regardless of his personal situation, he assigned himself to do the weeding, even though the pain was so great that he oftentimes had to pull himself along on his stomach with his elbows. The pain was just too great for him to kneel. He said that his father continued to smile and laugh and talk happily with all the others who were there that day weeding the field of onions. Elder Iring said, quote, after all the work was finished and the onions were all weeded, someone said to him, his father, Henry, good heavens, you didn't pull those weeds, did you? Those weeds were sprayed two days ago, and they were going to die anyway. 
Dad just roared. He thought that was the funniest thing. He thought it was a great joke on himself. He had worked through the day in the wrong weeds. They'd been sprayed and would die anyway. So I asked him, Dad, how could you make a joke out of that? He said something to me that I will never forget. He said, Hal, I wasn't there for the weeds, end quote. Brother Irene Sr. was shaping and molding young lives. And that's what dads do, isn't it? What do you think that message taught his son? Those are the lessons that last lifetimes. I remember my dad teaching me to water ski. I couldn't get in the boat until I got up. <laughs> that was the rule. I was young, scrawny, and super tired. I just wanted to give up and get in the boat, but he wouldn't let me quit. And so now as an adult, I know I can do anything as long as I just don't give up. He also taught us kids to play in the water and on the snow and was ever, ever so patient when I endlessly got Suzy Q, my old Suzuki snow machine, stuck over and over again. He instilled in me the motto, a family that plays together stays together. He taught me to lead and present myself and not to be afraid to try new things. We had the unique opportunity to be fellow students when I was in my 30s. What an example. Thanks, Pop. I love you. My father-in-law, Ray, has been gone for five years now, but he was such an example to everyone who knew him of his generous, big heart. He taught his children what it looked like to honor and cherish a spouse and respect women. He visited his own aging mother every single day, I still remember that, and treated his lifelong sweetheart like an absolute queen. As a personal recipient of that wonderful example, I am so truly grateful. Doug watched his dad care for animals, the wild ones as well as the pets. He said his father treated his horse like his best friend. And as a direct result of that example, our kids got to assist in surgeries on chickens and ducks and got lessons on compassion when dealing with animals. I know my father in heaven knew what our children would need when he orchestrated my husband Doug as the head of our lives. He is such a wonderful father. He has taught our kids not to be afraid of hard work and that anything worth doing is worth working hard for. He set a wonderful example of learning and commitment and not to shrink from an overwhelming task. My goodness, he went to school for 11 years after high school for heaven's sakes. <laughs> he supports his children in every single thing they attempt and there isn't anything he wouldn't do for them. I am so grateful that he is the father of my children so that they would always have someone immensely important to turn to. He's the calm in the storm. He has strength and wisdom, endless patience, and as solid as they come. I can't think of a better example for our children. And now our boys are settling into their own roles of fatherhood in its various stages, and we couldn't be more proud of them. Austin is one of the most hands-on nurturing dads we've ever seen, and it's evident his kids absolutely adore him. Drake is teaching his young family to work as a family and invest in life together. He's such a fun, playful dad amidst all that hard work. Kyle is a natural and seems as comfortable as he can be in his role of father, and Mitch is the cutest doggy dad I've ever seen. Foundational core beliefs are built and carried on the backs of fathers, aren't they? They have been throughout time. The fathers of our nation instilled in Americans the strong desire to be free and fight for that freedom at all costs. The fathers in the Book of Mormon like Lehi and Alma came to my mind as men who led and taught their children, among countless other things, whom to turn to for salvation. Their teachings changed entire civilizations and nations. I don't doubt for a second that each one of us can cite countless things that we've been taught by our fathers, either positive or negative. The influence of fathers on their children shaped the lives of all those who fall under that stewardship. An unknown author perfectly stated what captures so much of what we all feel for the fathers in our lives. To the world you are a father, but to your family you are the world.
In the April 2001 General Conference, Elder James E. Faust told this following story. I absolutely loved it. He says, quote, In 1989, there was a terrible earthquake in Armenia that killed over 30,000 people in four minutes. A distraught father went in frantic search of his son. He reached his son's school only to find that it had been reduced to a pile of rubble. But he was driven by his promise to his son, No matter what, I'll always be there for you. He visualized the corner where his son's classroom would be, rushed there and started to dig through the debris brick by brick. Others came on the scene, the fire chief, then the police, warning him of fires and explosions and urging him to leave the search to the emergency crews. But he tenaciously carried on digging. Night came and went, and then in the 38th hour of digging, he thought he heard his son's voice. Armand, he called out. Then he heard, Dad, it's me, Dad. I told the other kids not to worry. I told them that if you were alive... You'd save me, and when you saved me, they'd be saved. There are 14 of us left out of 33. When the building collapsed, it made a wedge like a triangle, and it saved us. Come out, boy, he said. No, Dad, let the other kids out first, because I know you'll get me. No matter what, I know you'll be there for me. End quote. The father in this story taught his son that he could be counted on, that he would always be there for him. Now, in the credit that I'm giving to all the fathers in my own life, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge my Father in Heaven for blessing my life with the good men in it, for the fathers that have taught and shaped me and those I love. He's not just a God in Heaven. He is my Father who lives in Heaven, the Father of my spirit. And He has entrusted me to an earthly father who protected, loved, and taught me as a child, and a husband who took the baton when it was passed and continues to provide for, protect, and care for me and my children. Can you imagine the level of trust that our Father in Heaven has for these earthly fathers to guide, direct, teach, and point us to Him until we can all return to our heavenly home? What an honor and sacred responsibility. Elder L. Tom Perry said, quote, Next to eternal life, the greatest of all gifts that our Father in Heaven can bestow on a man is the opportunity of being blessed with sons and daughters, end quote. Just like the story I referred to earlier, God, my eternal Father, continues to teach me that I can always count on Him and that He will always be there for me. William Shakespeare said, quote, It is a wise father that knows his own child. End quote. I believe deeply and in every single corner of my heart that He knows me personally and can therefore love and teach me perfectly. I'm so grateful for the way He teaches me in the language and through the experiences that I can understand and learn from. My hope for every father out there today is that you feel appreciated honored, respect, and treasured, because none of us could do this without you. I hope this Father's Day dumps buckets of happy all over you. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.